Well, good morning. It's such a joy to be here to see you all. Um, it's uh, three years this month uh, that we left uh, Christchurch and headed to um, Brighton, and it's such a delight to be back to see you all. Um, we uh, moved to Brighton. We were sent off uh, by you very generously uh, to do a PhD. I'm pleased to say that I've handed in the first full draft of this PhD, 100,000 words. Um, so, so we're nearly there. And um, so thank you for your support and prayers and um, the way you generously sent us out from here. Um, Ottilie, who you might remember, um, was born during our time here. She's now five. Um, and we've been blessed with a, another little one called Isora. And we often think back to our time at Christchurch. Uh, it's such an amazing time for us. We really enjoyed being here. We're so fond of you all. We've been praying for you all. And it's amazing to be seeing um, what you've been doing. And uh, Nicola and Richard invited me back today to, to speak about this topic of healing. And um, I think it's something that you've been looking at um, over this uh, period. We all need um, healing, don't we? Because we live in a broken world. And I'm very thankful for the medical services. Um, I don't know if you uh, recall, but I've got a uh, nut allergy, a peanut allergy. And when we moved, um, we had some uh, neighbours. And our neighbours, very kindly one day, um, made some flapjacks. And they brought these flapjacks over, and uh, they um, brought, brought them over, and uh, Jess, my wife, took them and uh, put some in some bowls, put some yogurt on them, and we had them for supper, for pudding. And we checked with them that there weren't any peanuts in the uh, flapjacks, and they said, no, 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 not at all. Um, and um, I ate the whole lot um, and quite quickly realised there were peanuts in uh, the flapjacks. So we text them again and said, are you sure? And they said, oh no, actually I put a whole jar of peanut butter in them. So uh, to our great surprise, we called the ambulance. The ambulance came. Um, they gave me various different uh, drugs. I'd gone completely red. Um, and uh, they were only able to give me a certain amount of drugs. Um, so they had to take me to hospital to give me a bit more, and then I stayed overnight and uh, recovered quickly. All was fine, but I was so grateful for the medical um, profession and uh, the extraordinary um, way that we can head to hospital and be treated. My father uh, recently has just gone through uh, bowel cancer, um, and he's also got um, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma a non-curable uh, blood cancer. And as I've been watching him go through this journey, it's been extraordinary to see the care um, that he's had, uh, the advances in science, the advances in pain relief. Um, it's extraordinary what can now happen through the medical profession. Uh, this amazing way that God can bring healing into our lives through um, advances in medicine. But I'm also really deeply grateful for prayer, for healing prayer. Um, in my life, I've experienced um, healing in the area of anxiety, as I've had uh, prayer for um, sort of levels of anxiety. I can see that um, I don't struggle with that as much as I used to. Deeply grateful for healing prayer. And in my journey of ministry, it's been amazing to see the number of ways and the different types of people that God has brought healing into their lives. 
Um, it's a, I'm so grateful for, for healing prayer because sometimes medicine doesn't have an answer. And also because we worship a God who nothing is impossible. So I'm deeply grateful for um, healing prayer. And the Bible, um, as you know, talks a lot about healing. In the Old Testament, the, um, in Exodus, it says, I am the Lord who heals you. God is bringing healing into our broken world. And today, God wants to bring healing. <clears throat> he wants to use you as well to bring healing into people's lives. We're never more like God than when we're trying to bring healing into people's lives, <clears throat> people who are hurting and broken. You know, loneliness is um, critical in London, isn't it? And it's extraordinary to see the healing that when someone's invited into Christian community just by being part of the church, the healing that can occur um, as we do life together. It's incredible to see the spiritual healing that can occur when someone realises for the first time there is forgiveness for our sins in Jesus Christ. It's amazing to see the transformation that can occur in people's lives when we just support one another, week on week, day on day, supporting, looking after one another. And why the Bible talks about emotional, spiritual healing, it also talks about physical healing. And of course, when we look in the New Testament and the life of Jesus, we see that he was moved by compassion for people that he brought healing into people's lives. Matthew says, Jesus went through Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Jesus was a healer. He brought healing into people's lives. And he could do it because in and through him, God was bringing healing into a broken world. And the ultimate healing of course, was Jesus on the cross, winning the great victory, bringing a guaranteed healing into our world. If you are waiting for healing, healing will come eventually. Death has not won. Jesus has won. A day is coming where wholeness and healing will be experienced in its fullness. And in the waiting... God can bring strength for today. Jesus healed many in the New Testament, but praying for healing wasn't just something that Jesus did. Jesus gave his followers authority to pray for healing. He commanded his followers, in fact, to pray for the sick. So following his example and in obedience to the command of Jesus, the church always prays for healing for people and it always prays in love and it's for this reason that I chose this uh, passage that we've just had read out because I was thinking well it's good to look at the healings of Jesus the way Jesus healed people but then we might say well Jesus was the son of God so you know he's a sort of special character whereas when we look at the followers of Jesus praying for healing well, we can relate a little bit more to that. And this passage is one of those historical accounts of healing. 
We've got a man who's uh, sitting outside of one of the beautiful gates of the temple in Jerusalem. And he's been brought by his friends because he can't walk out to the gate. And they would bring him out and he would sit there and he would beg um, throughout the day. And then at the end of the day, they would collect him and bring him back and put him back in his home. And um, one day he's there, as usual, begging, asking for money. And along comes Peter and John and their followers of Jesus. And they come alongside and like any other day, he says, have you got any money? And they say, well, we don't have any money. You know, they're part of the early church. So they've been sharing all of their resources out. So they've not got a lot of loose change on them because they've been sharing it all out. So they haven't got any money. But then this man receives a greater surprise because they decide to pray for healing. And they pray for healing in the name of Jesus. And this man is healed. And it's interesting that Peter helped this man out. He reached out a hand and, and helped him up. And this wasn't because I think he was unsure of whether this healing had taken place or not. I think it was a sign of love. And when we pray for healing, we must always pray for healing in the context of love. I don't know if you saw an article on the BBC News recently. It was about disability and healing prayer. And it was making a very good point about God's love for everyone, regardless of their situation. We need to be careful how we pray for healing, sensitive. It needs to be about love. Prayer for healing should not imply that simple link between sickness and sin. Jesus himself warned against that. And prayer for healing should not imply that restoration of physical wholeness is the only way that Christ meets human need. Healing always needs to be seen in the context of God bringing restoration to the world and the Holy Spirit at work in ways that we can't quite see. What we see today when we see points of healing is this foretaste of what is to come in its fullness. And in this story, this man is healed and he stands up, he gets up, he runs into the temple, he worships, his life is transformed. It's one historical account of healing in Jesus' time. And of course, if you read through church history, you see that healing in the name of Jesus has continued. Over the past three years um, since I left you, I've been uh, working um, at St. Peter's in Brighton and particularly uh, helping lead their Alpha course. And uh, one of the things, um, as you know, um, on Alpha, there's a session where you pray for healing. And it's been really interesting to see some of the things that has um, been going on um, over the last few years. I'll tell you some of the stories. I think of um, Fernando. Fernando uh, works in Brighton Hospital and uh, he came along to Alpha, was brought along by his wife um, and uh, they came to morning Alpha. And uh, Fernando would come in every Wednesday morning and uh, I'd have a chat with him uh, and he'd quite often tell me about his bad back. And uh, I never really thought to pray for healing for him, um, which was my mistake. And then it got to the session on healing, and a small group um, said, can we pray for healing for your back? And he said, yeah, okay, fine. So in the middle of this small group, Fernando stood up 
and they stood up too and they laid on hands and they prayed for healing. And as they were praying, Fernando said, have you turned the church heating on because I'm getting really hot? And everyone's saying, no, no, we haven't turned on the heating in the church. And, and he's saying, oh, I'm getting really, really hot. So he takes off his jacket, he puts his jacket down, they carry on praying for healing. And as they're praying for healing, he's starting to sort of move around. He'd had a, a bad back for, I think, six to eight months. And he's starting to move around. You know, sometimes when you've got a pain, you try to sort of, you know, if you're testing it, you know how to sort of get the pain moving. So he was doing that, and he couldn't find the pain. And he's moving around, and eventually realizes the pain has gone. So he jumps up. He's so excited. He grabs Angie, who's leading this small, small group, and they dance around the church on a Wednesday morning. Um, he's so excited. He went on to um, sign up to the Brighton Marathon, and then he ran the marathon, which is something he wanted to do, but couldn't, wouldn't even sign up for because he knew he wouldn't be able to do it. I think also um, of Alex. Alex is uh, in his 20s, and uh, he joined uh, the Alpha uh, course to uh, help out as a helper. And he was in a group, and he uh, it got to the session where they prayed for healing, and he said, does anyone want to pray for healing? And everybody went, no, no. So he said, okay, well, why don't you pray for me? And Alex, since a child, had restrictive movement in his wrist, so he couldn't um, fully move his wrist. And he said, well, why don't you pray for that? So they prayed for that, not expecting anything in particular at all. And um, as they prayed, he sort of had a funny feeling in his wrist. And he started to move, and immediately he had full movement um, in his wrist, something he'd never experienced or had. So he was quite shocked and surprised. And over the following uh, days and weeks, he realized that um, the muscle in his arm started to ache because the muscle had never extended that fully before because his wrist hadn't been able to move. Um, and he's been healed of that. He now has full movement in his wrist. I think of um, uh, baby Jacob. Uh, baby Jacob um, uh, was born to a family um, at St. Peter's. And um, when he was born, he had a, um, a cyst on his uh, liver. And the doctors looked at this and they said that this would be, be something which... Um, would cause long-term um, health problems for him. So he went to see various different doctors and eventually got through to a specialist. And the specialist said, well, we're going to need to operate. And um, what they uh, decided to do was to send him to um, a special hospital in London and to um, set up an operation. And even if this operation was successful, um, he was still likely to have... Um, long-term health issues so obviously the family are very concerned well on the day before the operation the operation was on a Monday on the day before the Sunday the family were at church and um, a bit like here um, uh, Jason the dad and the other children were in the main part of the church and then uh, my wife Jessamy and some of the other um, uh, parents and carers were in another room um, with Hannah the mum and baby Jacob and the parents and carers, I think Jess said, shall we just pray for baby Jacob? So they pray for ba baby J Jacob, and our almost two-year-old put is all put a hand on. They pray for baby Jacob. And um, that was a lovely moment. The next day, they had booked, the whole family booked all their time off work and everything, and gone to um, the hospital in London. And they got there, and they uh, got in, got ready for the operation, and they did the pre-scan check 
Um, and as they did the pre-scan check, they realized that the cyst had vanished. And they just couldn't believe it. And they realized that all the um, symptoms, uh, the other things that they checked with blood, had uh, disappeared as well. And it turned out that baby Jacob was completely healed. So they didn't have to have the operation, and they spent the rest of their day trying to work out what to do in London, because they'd booked their time off. Um, so it's amazing. He's now, uh, I think, one and a half, uh, doing really well, very healthy uh, young baby boy. It's amazing to see some of these stories of God bringing healing into people's lives. And I've had the privilege of witnessing some of these physical, emotional, spiritual healings. But of course, I've prayed for many people who have not been healed too. But as the church leader, John Wimber, used to say, when we pray for no one, no one is healed. When we pray for everyone, some are healed. So how do we go about praying for healing? Well, the Bible teaches us that when we pray for healing, we lay on hands or we might use um, anointing oil, which I know that you sometimes do here at Christchurch. And we're involved in this process of healing, of praying with words and putting out a hand. And, you know, of course, we can't do the healing. Only God can do the healing. And there's no special technique um, involved. Um, and I think there's no technique involved because, you know, it's not about a technique. And when you look at the Bible, you see Jesus healing in different ways. And I think that's there to remind us that it's not about a formula, but it's about a God who loves his world. And our motive should be love. In everything we do, our motive is love. We never put burdens on people saying that it's your fault if you haven't been healed because you haven't had enough faith or something like that. If someone's not healed, it doesn't mean that God doesn't love them um, or something like that. We always pray with, with love. And praying for healing, I think, is always a bit of a risk, isn't it? It's a bit of a risk to offer prayer for healing. And it's always a risk to stand up or, or say, yes, I'd like prayer for healing. But, you know, someone once said, faith is spelt R-S-I-K. As I close, um, my hope... Um, and prayer this morning is really just to be to encourage you to, to keep on praying um, for, for healing, to keep on um, laying on hands, praying for the Holy Spirit to come, to keep praying in the name of Jesus um, for transformation. You know, Jesus, when he prayed, uh, there was that account where he prayed uh, for someone who was blind uh, twice, didn't he? He prayed one on one occasion as someone said, oh, it's a bit fuzzy. It looks like some trees. They, he prayed again, and um, that time that person was healed. So just keep encouraging you to uh, keep on um, praying for healing. <clears throat> it's a part of how we um, extend God's love in the world. God wants to use you to bring healing into people's lives. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. My encouragement is to... Um, Keep telling people about Jesus. Keep uh, praying for people, whether that's um, at home, uh, out in the community, in your workplace, wherever you are. Um, keep offering to bring healing, to seek um, emotional, physical, spiritual healing for people in our world because God loves our world and he's doing amazing things. Amen.